Does it ever annoy you when people play hard to get? Or do you like the challenge of trying to figure people out? One of the reasons I went into the field of psychology was because I wanted to figure people out. Actually, helping them is always an added bonus, but I really enjoy a good challenge. And I think Yosef was playing hard to get, so uncovering his true intentions was a great challenge to me. Parshish Mikates is so chock full of psychology, I couldn't decide where to start for this week's podcast, but that Disney song of I Know You, I Walked With You Once Upon a Dream stuck in my head, and that happens to me a lot with music. But it's not just the music of Disney, I think it was the music that perhaps Yosef was singing when his brothers came to get food during the famine. Not really, but it could be. I just saw the beautiful new Orachayim Akadosh published by Art Scroll, which I so recently purchased and was reading through the interpretation of the events as they appear to unfold. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the Arachayim HaKadosh, it's one of the most fascinating and penetrating analyses of the Torah that was written by Rav Chaim Ibn Attar of Morocco back in the early to mid-1700s. <clears throat> now the drama unfolds as the brothers of Yosef approach Yosef not knowing who he was because, as Rashi points out, he's now a bearded guy. So, however, there are many questions I had just reading the basic text. Aside from, come on, I know it's been a while, but surely there were other characteristics that would have made it apparent as to who he was. So let's go through a few of the Pesukim together. Parak Membe's Pasuk Hay says, Vayavo B'nei Yisrael Lishbar so the sons of Yisrael come to buy provisions among the people that were arriving. So what's the significance of saying that they came among the arriving people? The Pasuk could have just said they came to buy food. And obviously, we knew there was a famine. And the Torah yet says, um, Because there was a famine in the land of Canaan. So why mention it again? The Pasuk then says that the brothers bowed down. The exact words were, And Yosef's brothers came, and they bowed down to him, faces to the ground. So, they're coming, they're bowing down to Yosef, and you would think, as soon as they were in his presence, the drama should stop right here. Okay. The dream's coming mostly true. So let's not put the brothers through any more guilt and pain and shame. Or maybe we should. After all, look where I spent a good portion of my life before I got to this position. A person who earned the title of Tzaddik, as in Yosef Tzaddik, he doesn't seem to be the likely person to cause people pain and guilt. And then the Pusik and Pusik Zion says, Vayar Yosef Ezecha Vayaki Reim, and Yosef saw them, and he recognized them, also seemingly superfluous. Just say that he recognized his brothers upon arrival. This recognition is actually repeated in the next Pusik. And then we get to Pusik Tess, which says something very interesting. Pusik Tess says, By Yizkar Yosef, and Yosef remembered, Esachalomos, the dreams, Asher Cholam Lahem, that he dreamt about them, and then he says to them, Your spies! To see the land's nakedness, that's why you came. 
So Yosef remembers his dreams and he says, you're spies? And he repeats his contention that they were spies no less than three times. Perhaps we can answer why the three times later, with emphasis on the number three. Now, if I were to have a dream and remember it, my reaction would be somewhat related to the dream. Let's say I had a dream, for example, if I was running away from people, and then I remembered it, and I was in the presence of other people. I would probably tell my audience something more about the dream. So how is, you are spies, an appropriate reaction to him remembering his dreams? Yosef could have just ended the drama right there and said, Remember the dream I had? By the way, you probably don't recognize me, but I'm Yosef, your brother. Remember the pit, the sail? Ah, don't worry about that. Bygones. Just look at me. I'm the second to the king. But no, Yosef continues to put them through the torture of guilt, calling them spies, and then throwing them to prison for three days. Three days to sit around and ponder. Imagine the scene of the brother sitting in jail. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. Didn't I tell you not to sin with that boy? The imprisoned brothers were probably in the proverbial guilt trap. I've spoken and written many times about how the feeling of guilt can actually be a good thing when it motivates and promotes pro-social behavior. The brothers were certainly feeling guilty and expressing it in the walls of this Egyptian prison. But what was so good about this guilt? So I remember once when I was developing my ideas on guilt, I was about to give a presentation and I'd asked from Tzvi Hirsch Weinreb, the Rav of our shul, what the Hebrew word for guilt would be, and he said it would be ashama. And here we have the brother saying, Ashemim anachnu, we are guilty. It's kind of interesting that the English word shame is contained within the Hebrew word ashemim. So I'd like to develop the idea for this week based on the Arachayim HaKadosh, who says that Yosef really wanted to help the brothers atone for their sin when they had accused him of lying. The brothers had been holding on to their guilt for so many years. The Pusik tells us that they came under the guise of arriving people. Why did they need to disguise themselves if everyone else seemed to be coming to get food? It wouldn't look any different. It was probably because they were still in the guilt phase. That's probably why they looked like spies. It's hard for one person to hide their guilt, let alone a whole group of ten brothers. So I was bouncing this idea off my Chaver Yaakov Baruch Baron this morning, and I formulated this idea with a little bit more gusto. Bear with me here. Yosef keeps accusing the brothers of being spies. What in the world does this have to do with his remembering his dream? So Yosef was a very smart man, and he understood that not only did he need to see the dreams come to fruition, but he needed to help his brothers deal with the inevitable guilt that they were going to feel once Yosef reveals himself. And he accuses them of the same thing that they accused him of, lying. He calls them spies. You are liars who are just here to spy out the land. He remembers the dreams and calls them spies, liars. He calls them spies three times and then puts them in prison for three days. Coincidence? I think not. On the third day, he gives them the recipe of how they'll be able to survive, but not before letting them truly atone for what they did to him. The guilt sunk in very well with his careful deliberation as to how he was going to bring this about. And as painful as it was for the brothers, they needed to experience the guilt in order to atone for their sin that separated them from Yosef for all these years. Now, if I were to ask you, who were the brothers feeling mostly guilty to? You would imagine that it would be to Yosef. 
However, later on, when the brothers are telling their father Yaakov how Yosef spoke harshly to them and accused them of being spies, they use a very strange word to attest to their truthfulness that they used on Yosef as well. What do they say? They say, Kenim Anachnu. We are truthful people. Now, usually we associate the word emes with truth, not the word kenim. Kenim is not complete emes. They could have said anche emes anachnu. But they knew that was not the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. They say kenim when recounting this partial truth to their father, knowing full well what they did to Yosef and harboring that guilt. To who? Yaakov. Yaakov stood for truth. So they couldn't say that we are men of truth. Instead, they say, Kenim anachnu. Guess how many times they say it to Yaakov? You got it. Three times. Three times corresponding to the three times Yosef accuses them of being spies and liars, corresponding to the three-day sentence to prison. The Torah doesn't use words frivolously. There's a reason for everything. There's even a reason for causing others to suffer guilt. Now it makes a lot of sense that Yosef remembered the dream and then accused them of being deceitful spies. Yosef knew them. He had already walked with them once upon a dream. Have a great Shabbos.